Welcome to Courage Pod. My name is Lauren Ray, the Courage Coach. I am an entrepreneur, certified mindset coach, and expert in building unshakable courage. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring episodes, helping you to discover how to unlock your limitless potential and to break through to new levels of success in life, love, wealth, and business. In my world, we don't settle, we courage. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back. Today's episode, we're going to be diving into imposter syndrome what it is, what it isn't, symptoms, how does it show up, which I guess is symptoms, so I've just repeated myself, but that's okay. <laughs> good to good to drive it home. Some tips for overcoming it, and I'm going to be sharing my very unique, slightly off-center, but very effective hack for overcoming imposter syndrome. But before we dive in, I want to say a quick thank you for everybody who has been listening. I so appreciate the fact that you're pressing play today and allowing me into your ear space. I know it's a weird thing to say, but I find it fun to say. And I want to thank everybody who's already left a review and subscribed. It really does allow and help the podcast grow and reach new listeners. And if you haven't yet listened all the way to the end of an episode and heard that I am giving away a free Create the Life You Actually Want training, which includes a audio training and implementation workbook and free building courage meditation, all you have to do is send me a screenshot of your beautiful review um, into my Instagram inbox at I am Lauren Ray. If you don't want to do that or don't know how to do that, that's perfectly okay. You can send it to me via email, lauren at couragecore.com. Okay, imposter syndrome. Now, first things first, imposter syndrome, the title itself is very misleading and I think exacerbates the situation. Why it's called imposter syndrome, I have no idea. I think it might have been called imposter phenomenon but maybe because no one can say phenomenon without singing that BNBN song. Phenomenon. Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. Do, 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 do. Anyway, before I get copyright <laughs> infringements, I better stop. But potentially because everyone kept singing that song or didn't know how to say the word phenomenon correctly first time and without singing it, they changed it into imposter syndrome. Maybe that's the story. Maybe it's not. We'll never know. Anyway, imposter syndrome. It's not a medical disorder. It's not a syndrome as we typically understand the word syndrome to mean. And so that's what is really important about it is that once we start breaking down what it is and what it isn't, we already start taking away its power. And it's also really important to say that I'm experiencing or I'm feeling imposter syndrome or I'm feeling symptoms of imposter syndrome rather than I have it. Like you don't have it, you're experiencing those feelings. And sometimes it's really powerful to think about the language that we use when we talk about it. So now, according to behavioral scientists and people who love to do a bit of polling and research, say that apparently imposter syndrome affects 70% of the population in both men and women. Now, it's generally widely assumed and generally widely thought of that imposter syndrome affects women more than men. I don't know the specific stats on that. Personally, in my experience, I have had both male and women clients and all of them have experienced it in some way. And everyone experiences it to different degrees. Some find it much more debilitating, debilitating, debilitating. Okay, I'm definitely going to just leave that in. All the clients that I've worked with have experienced it to some degree. And I honestly feel that I would say it's closer to like 90%, if not 99% of the population have experienced imposter syndrome or some version of that in some way throughout their lives. So some of the common symptoms and signs of imposter syndrome include self-doubt, like constantly doubting yourself and constantly second-guessing yourself, an inability to realistically assess your competence and skills. Now, keeping in mind that people like Maya Angelou and, I mean, Jennifer Lopez, for some reason, they're the two people that came into my head right away. 
those two women are both incredibly capable and talented and smart and successful. And both of those women have reported experiencing imposter syndrome at very, very high peaks of their career. And so it's really important to understand that it doesn't matter how successful you get and how much accolades and Grammys and, you know, book awards you might win. If you are experiencing feelings of imposter syndrome, no amount of success is going to help because actually the whole point of it is an inability to realistically assess your competence and skills. So you might be going for a CEO position, a job, and had all these years of experience. And there'll be some part of you when it comes to imposter syndrome that is questioning your capacity to even do that job or whether you could do any job ever. A lot of people who experience imposter syndrome will often attribute their success to external factors. For example, things I have noticed in my time as a coach is clients who will say, oh, I only got that job because, you know, they needed a woman in the spot or they kind of say, oh, it's because, you know, the other person pulled out or, you know, right time, right place. I was lucky or various other factors. And they seem to put all of the fact that they got that position or they got that opportunity because of something completely unrelated to them, whether it was luck, circumstances, somebody else dropped out, whatever it is. And that is definitely a sign of someone experiencing imposter syndrome. The other big one is this fear that you won't live up to the expectations. This is a huge one that I've seen time and time again with clients, whether I'm working with an entrepreneur who is signing clients for the first time in their new business and they're so panicked about, you know, what if I sign a client and they, you know, they pay me this money and then I can't deliver And it's like, well, hang on a minute, you have 10 years of marketing experience and you're selling marketing services and you have this certification in this thing. And we kind of go through the motions and break it down. But ultimately speaking, when you're experiencing imposter syndrome, all that seems to go out the window. And it's just this deep fear that you're going to get found out and you won't be able to live up to the expectations of others. You won't be able to fulfill the role that somebody has hired you to do. And I'm certain that I can say that almost every single one of you listening has experienced that in some capacity. The other way that we can spot someone who's experiencing imposter syndrome is somebody who's overachieving, almost just consistently going above and beyond to the point where they're almost burning themselves out, trying to go above and beyond to prove that they can do the job. You know, I've worked with a lot of multi-six figure entrepreneurs who have come to me for mindset support. And they, one of the key symptoms of imposter syndrome here at this level is that they are doing so much more than they need to. And there's one thing about, you know, over delivering for a client and being great at your job, sure. But when you are doing like 25 things that you really shouldn't be doing that wasn't in your contract that you don't need to be doing that you could be outsourcing or that client should be doing themselves and you're just over delivering and overachieving, that is a sign that you're trying to prove your worth more often than not. And ultimately comes down to this feeling of imposter syndrome like I need to prove and keep doing otherwise they're going to find out I'm not good enough. So imposter syndrome is characterized by the feeling that our successes can be attributed to mere luck rather than our own skills or qualifications, as I've just described. It refers to this internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. Like you just don't seem to be able to see yourself how other people are saying they see you. Like people are saying, you're amazing, you're great at this. And you're just like, what are they talking about? I am terrible. I can't do anything. The other thing that isn't often talked about is there are actually different types and sort of subgroups, if you will about imposter syndrome that not everyone often knows. And I discovered this through the book, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women by Dr. Valerie Young. And she discusses that there are five types of imposter syndrome, which I'm going to read through now. There is the perfectionist. This is somebody who has such high expectations for themselves that even the smallest mistake will make them feel like a massive failure. There is the superwoman or the superman, if you will. They put in longer hours, never taking days off. They must succeed in all aspects of life. And they're just trying to prove they're the real deal. There is the natural genius. 
And this is the person where a lot of things just seem to come very easily to them. And so when something isn't hard or they don't master it first try, then they feel shame or self-doubt. Because if a lot of things has naturally come easy to them, then the moment something doesn't, they just have this overwhelming sense of like, okay, like the self-doubt and shame and they kind of go into this spiral. So on this one in particular, I want to just add an additional human design element. And although I know some of you listening may have no idea what human design is yet, um, there will be an episode coming out after this one at some point around human design. Maybe it's already out. I'm not entirely sure when you're listening to this, but there is going to be a human design episode where I talk about how I use human design in particular with my clients in order to support them building courage. But the point of that is if you are already aware of human design, Anyone who has a second line in their human design profile, so maybe you're a 6-2, often notice is that those with a second line in a human design profile, because a lot of things come easily, they often don't value their own skills because they're assuming that if they can do it really easily, that everybody can, or it therefore isn't a worthy skill because they haven't had to graft in order to learn it. Like if they've learned something very quickly, they assume it's not valuable. And so just be mindful if you want to look at your human design, if you're aware of your human design and you have a second line in your profile, that is something that I consistently see. The other one is the soloist. So they don't like to ask for help. So when they do, they feel like a failure or a fraud. Now, I have an episode all about becoming an ask whole. I want to make sure that I say that correctly so that children in the room know that I'm not swearing. And so those who are the soloist subgroup of imposter syndrome they don't like to ask for help. And then when they do, they just feel like a massive failure or a fraud because they feel like they should have to do everything on their own. And then the fifth type is called the expert. Now, this person tends to get stuck in the learning loop, which is what I always talk about with my clients. So this is someone who continuously seek out additional certifications or training because they feel as though they will never know enough and they will never truly be qualified. So I notice this a lot with new entrepreneurs. So new coaches and new service providers, especially new coaches. I worked a lot with other coaches and helping them grow their business and get it out their own way. And this learning loop really shows up hugely with coaches because there's this drive and this passion to really help people. And there's this fear that if they don't know every single thing in the whole planet, that they can't be a very successful coach. And the thing is, is that always hold people back. And they get stuck in this loop of like, I need another certification. I need another one. I need to get trained in this. I need to get trained in that. Oh no, I need to learn more. And they just keep themselves in this loop of consistently learning. And it gives the illusion that they're moving forward, but they're actually just staying still gathering knowledge. And again, just for my human design enthusiasts, those are the first I intend to get stuck in this. Like I need more and more information because I need all the information so that I have a solid foundation so that I can move forward. And so again, all of this is just awareness because at the end of the day, we're all going to experience one a version of this at some point in our lives, I'm statistically speaking. And so it's not about like being fearful of this or going, oh no, I'm, I have a second line or no, I know I have a first line or oh no, I'm the perfectionist. It's just like, can we bring awareness to this and recognize this is a very common thing. And once we have awareness and then we have the tools, we can move through it so much quicker. So before I move on to giving some more examples around what this actually can look like, I want to just say that imposter syndrome is becoming more and more prevalent. And I very much believe it's down to social media. You know, people are seeing the highlight reel. People are seeing the the end result, the tip of the iceberg of people's lives. And it's giving us all the impression that everybody else is having all the success and things are so easy and people aren't feeling any which way. But actually what we're not seeing behind all that is the anxiety, the imposter syndrome, the self-doubt, the second, the late nights, the the crying, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But because we're only seeing that tip of the iceberg, I believe that's contributing to more and more feelings of imposter syndrome that people feel or assume that we should feel a certain way or life should look a certain way. 
And so we want to be mindful that when you're feeling feelings of imposter syndrome, just be mindful and get into the habit of when you're scrolling through social media, just reminding yourself, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm not seeing the whole thing. It's like, can we get into the habit of just sense checking and reality reality checking what we're seeing online? And just getting into that habit is so powerful. Like whenever I scroll social media, I already have that looped in my head of this isn't the full picture. And so it's just about getting into that habit of recognizing where things like social media can exacerbate the feelings of imposter syndrome for us. And we want to just be mindful of the thoughts we're having as we're scrolling. So I wanted to share a couple of examples of how I see imposter syndrome showing up the most. Who am I to do this is the number one thing I hear day in and day out. Like, who am I to do this? I'm not good enough. Like, people aren't going to take me seriously. I don't know enough. But it's like underneath it's all is like, who am I to do this? I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough. And this ultimately keeps people from really showing up and putting themselves out there online. It holds people back from charging what they should be charging for their incredible value. It holds people back from, you know, really actually starting, like starting the business and they get stuck in or they get stuck in that learning loop that I mentioned before and they don't actually start and move forward. And so we want to be mindful of how much imposter syndrome is holding us back from achieving the things we want and also earning the money that we want to be earning. Self-doubt. So imposter syndrome and doubting ourselves and doubting our abilities, it massively impacts our sales as business owners. If we don't believe we're worthy and we're good enough or we're panicking about getting found out or we're panicking about charging someone and them being disappointed and then not being happy with the service because we don't believe at our core we're good enough, that is going to impact our sales. You know, we're not going to show up with confidence and people aren't going to want to buy from us if we don't even trust ourselves. Like if we don't trust and believe in ourselves and we're just riddled with imposter syndrome, that's going to affect how people see us. That's going to affect how we show up. It's going to affect how people interact with us. And so we want to be mindful of how these things are, even if we think we've got it under wraps and we're kind of putting on a smile on the internet and putting ourselves out there, people can feel it. People can feel when there's genuine confidence versus like this kind of like plastered on smile. And this shows up at various different stages. So I'm again, I work a lot with entrepreneurs, so I'm going to be using these as an example, but I see this at the right at the beginning of business. I see this when they get to six figures, they want to scale to multi six figures and beyond. And this shows up at every scale. Like, you know, who am I to do this to even start? And even though I've been fully booked for a year, like what if I put this out and people realize I can't handle a group or who am I to hire a team? And it all comes down to this idea that we don't really see ourselves very clearly. And we have these ideas about what a CEO looks like and what this should feel like. And we get all in our heads about what certain things should feel like. And if we don't feel like that, then we don't measure up and we're not ready for that. And I'm going to share a personal story here because I think it's always helpful to hear that the person talking about it also experiences it. So when I first decided to become a coach officially, I had been unofficially kind of coaching and mentoring other artists for a long time. But when the pandemic hit, I decided to really utilize the time and I got trained in life and success coaching and hypnotherapy and EFT and a number of different modalities. And I decided to launch my first official coaching program and I was like okay I've got my website I've got my Instagram and I was putting myself out there and I'd already been coaching and practicing because you have to coach and practice when you're getting certified and I'd already had clients kind of for free but I hadn't charged yet but when I decided I was going to officially announce to the quote-unquote world you know the people who see my feed um, that I am a coach now I had all of these thoughts in my head and the main thing that came up for me personally was that I my background is the music industry 
So I worked for a company called PPL. I worked for a major label, Warner Music, for a number of years. I am also a recording artist and a songwriter. And so I already wore a lot of hats. Like people already knew me in the music industry as either Lauren who works in the industry or Lauren who is an artist. And I kind of felt like me announcing on like LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram that I'm now the coach, the courage coach, and this is the work that I do. I kind of worried that people would sort of be saying, Oh, like she just thinks she's a coach now. Like you just, you know, can't just become a coach. Forgetting the fact that like, obviously I just spent months training and getting certified and spending hours and hours and hours learning and practicing and, and getting the skill set in order to do this. I was very aware that to everybody else's viewpoint, I just, just, you know, supposedly woke up one day and decided I was a coach and they didn't see all that back stuff. And I had all of this fear of like, well, who am I to just suddenly decide I'm a coach? Like, who am I to just suddenly decide that? And I got all in my head around what they might think. But luckily, because I'm specifically trained in mindset coaching, <laughs> I had the tools at my disposal in order to quickly move past that. But I want to just acknowledge the fact that I did feel that. And it did take me a little bit of time to kind of really overcome that and kind of quote unquote, get over it. The other way that imposter syndrome really impacted me, and it's something that I noticed had been impacting me for a long, long time, but I'd never really ha- kind of had to think about it or acknowledge it before but when I started putting myself out there on Instagram and sharing content and you know trying to build an audience there and let people know about the amazing tools that I know and how I can help them I noticed that I had this sort of fear or this belief that my personal opinion wasn't valuable and so like most coaches and like most entrepreneurs that put themselves out there online we just kind of start off by sharing other people's voices. We share, there's a quote from Tony Robbins or there's a quote from blah, blah, blah. Or we talk about this amazing thing we learned in NLP and we're kind of just showing, it's like show and tell. But ultimately this is how we've been trained. Like when we go through the school system, we are trained to learn somebody else's work, memorize it and then regurgitate it. At no point during my schooling system and my time in school was I really encouraged to have an opinion and express that. And maybe they did and maybe I just didn't hear it. But I very much felt like my time during school was about read something else that somebody else has done, memorize it and regurgitate it as factually and accurate as possible. I had it in my head that my personal opinion wasn't really valuable and so it took me a little bit of time to get over that and I actually worked with another mindset coach a fellow coach that I trained alongside me and her swapped some sessions right at the beginning of our businesses to support each other and help you know help help each other out and the main thing that I worked with her on was this belief that my opinion and what I believe and think and feel and my version of this or my take on that I believed it wasn't valuable but actually working with her it really, un- it really unlocked that and unshifted that for me. And so I share that because imposter syndrome can show up in many, many different ways. And for me, it showed up in those two specific ways in my coaching business. And I think I read somewhere that about 84% of entrepreneurs and small business owners experience imposter syndrome. Okay, let's talk about how we overcome imposter syndrome and move past it. The easiest and the quickest way to get over imposter syndrome, honestly, is to get yourself in a room with a bunch of other people who also experience imposter syndrome and you all talk about the fact that you have imposter syndrome. This is something called pluralistic ignorance. So often imposter syndrome itself is not the issue. It's the fact that we think we're the only ones who think it and feel it and experience it. That is the problem. And that's the same with anything. And that's what I love about, you know, group containers and group coaching containers is because everybody else is going, 
oh, you have that too? Oh my goodness, thank goodness. I have that exact same thing. Oh my God, I'm so glad you asked that. I've been worrying about that all night. And so hearing other people experience the same things. We doubt ourselves privately and we think we're alone in thinking that because no one is voicing, no one's showing up at work in the morning and going, I feel like an imposter. How are you today? Like no one's saying that out loud every day. Everyone's just thinking it in their heads. And it's hard to know what's really going on for other people. But just recognizing and acknowledging and owning the fact that you are not alone thinking that and feeling that, that is so powerful. Okay, here are some other tips for dealing and overcoming imposter syndrome. As I've already said, the biggest way is just to combat it and is to talk about it, acknowledge it, recognize it and talk to others about it. But honestly, acknowledging the feeling is key. Like just acknowledging the fact that you're feeling it, knowing what it is and recognizing you're not alone is the biggest thing you could possibly do. The next thing that is really, really powerful is reality checking it. Like this is something that we often aren't really taught to do, but it's a bit like when I mentioned earlier on about social media, can we just take a, take a second, take a beat and reality check the situation? Like, is this true? Can you separate feelings from fact? I mean, of course, unless you're about to perform surgery without a medical degree, like why shouldn't you be there? Why not you? There are some things where, yeah, we probably shouldn't be doing that task if we're not qualified for it. However, in that particular instance, when you're feeling it, why not you? Let's break it down. Let's get specific. Let's look for the evidence, prove it wrong. The other thing is, and I see this in particular with women, is just because you're in the room doesn't mean you should know everything in the room. The most successful people in the world don't claim to know everything. They are smart enough to know what they don't know and get support or answers from people who do. The other thing is to identify and work on your specific limiting beliefs. You know, what is underneath your not enoughness? What is underneath your imposter syndrome? You know, where did the not being good enough, not smart enough come from for you? And what are the various other beliefs and thoughts that you're having around imposter syndrome that we might want to tackle and release? The last tip I'm going to give you is (laughs) my very unique, but also in my opinion and experience, a very impactful way of dealing with imposter syndrome. When you feel imposter syndrome, I want you to celebrate it. I don't want you to feel shame around it. I don't want you to feel bad about it. I don't want you to kind of spend all the time trying to quote unquote, get rid of it. When you feel imposter syndrome, I want you to think, heck yes, because this is, listen up, don't think I'm crazy. Honestly, when you have imposter syndrome, it means that you are growing and evolving you do not feel imposter syndrome sat comfortably in your comfort zone at home watching Netflix, do you? No. You feel imposter syndrome when you've stretched yourself. You're in a new space. You're going for that new job. You're putting yourself out there. You're being courageous. We really want to look at imposter syndrome as almost like this green light of, hey, you're feeling this because you are stretching. You're out of your comfort zone. You're evolving. You're putting yourself in new positions and celebrate that. Like I, the fact that I felt imposter syndrome when I started my coaching business is a huge, huge indication that I am putting myself way out of my comfort zone. I had never started a coaching business before. I had hope, I had courage, I had resilience, but at the end of the day, it was like 25 miles west of my, of my comfort zone. And so of course I felt imposter syndrome. So I didn't kind of make myself feel bad for feeling it. I just recognized for what it was and I took out my little toolkit. I worked through it and I then also celebrated it. And I said, well, this is clearly evidence that I'm not just sitting at home twiddling my thumbs. And so if you want to live your life with courage and you want to achieve incredible things and build a life that you don't currently have yet, you're going to have to expect 
discomfort, imposter syndrome, these things are going to come up. And instead of consistently always making ourselves feel bad about it, how about we celebrate the fact that these are clear signs that you are really going for it. You're living your life courageously. You're not allowing fear to win and just sitting at home and not doing it. You're doing it. So I'm going to leave you with one final note today. I want you to recognize that you're not alone. And if you're feeling it, it means you're being courageous. And I want you to celebrate that. Thank you for listening to Courage Pod with me, Lauren Ray, the Courage Coach. If you love what you heard today, share this with a friend and leave us a review. If you like free gifts, send me a screenshot of your review over on Instagram at I am Lauren Ray, and I will send you a free training called Create the Life You Actually Want to Say Thank You. Until next week, as always, keep couraging.